Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Who's dancing now as I always like to... Uh ask when we open up the show. Nita Marks with you tonight for the next three hours. Uh, got a great show lined up for you. Lots of guests. A lot to get into. A lot happening. Aren't we lucky? Um, probably none more exciting than uh, tonight, game one of the Stanley Cup. And, uh, of course, you got the Lightning going up against the Avalanche, and, and I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, Rangers fans disappointed by that. Uh, what, what a great run and, and how exciting that was. Uh, for the Rangers, it'd be nice to be talking about the Rangers uh, going up against the Avalanche, that's for sure. But um, at the end of the day, there's so many storylines surrounding this matchup. And, and, you know, again, taking that Ranger fan hat cap off, uh, you know, is, is, is this the Stanley Cup finals that really is going to be the most entertaining? Because, um, you know, as, much, as, as great as uh, Shesterkin was, in the postseason and throughout the season, right? Like, I want to say I had read a, a a stat rate where I want to say he was like ninety-two percent save rate uh, on the on the regular throughout the season, but ninety-five percent in the postseason. So obviously he stepped up big time in the postseason. It was just a man possessed, and was such a big reason as to why uh, we know the Rangers were able to come back uh, down uh, to the Penguins and, of course, win on the road in Carolina. Unfortunately, could not get the deal done against the Lightning. Uh, maybe just, uh, just you know, having those previous series go the distance, go the seven games. I don't know. Maybe there just wasn't a lot of gas left in that tank. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe the battle of, uh, of the, the goaltenders, uh, Tampa won with Vasilevsky, and we know how great he is. So, um as difficult as a pill it is, I'm sure, to swallow for Rangers fans, the fact that we're not talking about them playing tonight. Uh, I'm sure if they were playing tonight, I wouldn't be on the radio right now. But nonetheless, um, you know, I, I still believe that this is going to be a really, really good series. Uh, we're working on getting Greg Wyshynski on with us. Um, of course, folks out there know him as the Puck Daddy. He does a phenomenal job covering all things NHL for ESPN. And, uh, and he's going to preview the series for us uh, as we are just uh, less than an hour away uh, of, of course, the Lightning and the Av- Avalanche game one. And really what this comes down to is, again, uh, Vasilevsky, you can say, is the best goaltender in the NHL. You want to make a- an argument for Igor? Fine, I'll listen to it. But at the end of the day, um, it's, it's, it's V-Man. That's, that's for sure. Going up against arguably... Uh, one of the most prolific, one of the most exciting, one of the most aggressive offenses in the NHL, and and that's the Colorado Avalanche. And so this is really going to be a fun series. Can the Lightning win three in a row? Big question mark there. Colorado, do they come in? Do they have a chip on their shoulder in regard to uh, what they be? What you know, how their season ended last year, and feeling that they're an even better team this year? They've looked so great 
throughout this entire postseason. Um, we saw, of course, the Lightning coming in with a lot of time off, with a lot, of, a lot of rest, and looked rusty against the Rangers. And that's why a big reason I believe the Rangers, on top of their good play, uh, went up 2-0 to start that season. Are we going to see that type of rust tonight with the Colorado Avalanche, the fact that they've been sitting back waiting to see how the Lightning Rangers series was going to play out? Um, and of course we know that series went to six. And so, um, you know, is, are, are the lightning, are they, are they coming in uh, a lot more ready and a lot more geeked up to play with that momentum coming in after beating, uh, the Rangers. So how, how am I playing this, uh, you know, gambling wise, I, I do believe as, as great as Vasilevsky is in, in the fact that they have the best, again, goaltender in the NHL with all due respect, and I know, you know, that's really what wins championships. We know that. But I just feel that this Colorado Avalanche team is a better team. And so I'm going with Colorado to win this series, and I'm going to have them win it in six. I've got them going four and two in this series, and you can get that at four to one. And again, a big reason why is because of their offense. And uh, it's, it's just, it's much different. It's, it's, they're so aggressive, and they're so physical. And they just play, it's just a different animal in regard to, what Tampa was able to, to see and go up against and be able to defend well with, of course, the Rangers. Um, how am I going to play game one tonight? I'm going to sit back and see how this plays out. I do believe Colorado will win tonight, believe it or not. But I think the play here tonight is the over, and I like the over at six goals. And I came across some really interesting uh, trends preparing for uh, my Daily Wager show earlier today, and that is, Get this. This is pretty interesting. And and by the way, our producers, we've got Brian and Jacob who are producing the show. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Thrilled to be with you tonight for the next three hours. Um, here's some interesting trends. Six or more goals have been scored in game one of the Stanley Cup since 2017. Only once was there less than six goals. And oh, by the way, they were five. So it was just one less. And that took place in 2020. So marinating that for a minute, I, I, I think that's, that's, that's an interesting stat. On top of that, the over has hit, has gone 17 and six when the line is six or more for Colorado. They've hit the over 17 and six when the line is six or more. Also, the over has hit 12 and six combined with these teams on three-day rest. So for both the Lightning as well as the Avalanche, the over is hit 12, 12 and 6 when these teams have three days off, three days rest. And again, as we know, uh, Vasilevsky is, uh, has, has just been tremendous, but he did have that slow start against the Rangers, if you recall, right? Rangers offensively uh, were able to really, uh, you know, score and, and, and get some goals um, against him, especially in those two games, of course, that they won, that they were able to go up 2-0. And as I said, Colorado is just a different animal than the Rangers, a lot more offensive firepower and, and, and so much more explosive. Uh, and, and also, uh, listen, Colorado's, uh, you know, their goaltender nowhere can't even hold the candle to Vasilevsky. So I know you're saying, well, if that's, that's, that's the case, Anita, why are you picking – why are you picking the Avalanche? Again, I just think that they are an overall better team, and, and, and I think offensively, I think they're going to be able to, to, to score. So again, uh, game one, I'm taking the over. I think that's the play here tonight, over six. 
and um, and series wise, I am taking the Avalanche to win in six. I, I think they're going to win it going four and two, and um, and you can get that at four to one. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. You've got to play uh, in this matchup. I'd love to hear from you. Also, uh, we're hoping to get uh, Greg Wyshynski on the program, uh, of course, before the puck drops at eight o'clock. And uh, throughout the show, I will keep you posted. Um, on that score and, uh, and, and all the stats. Also, you've got the Yankees in action tonight, and they're going up against the Rays. This is going to be a great one. You've got Nasty Nestor pitching for the Yankees. Uh, McClanahan is pitching for the Rays. These two guys have been lights out. And I love, in, in this game, I love the under of three and a half runs in the first five innings. Why? Nasty Nestor's been great. I know his last outing, a little shaky, but nonetheless... Both these pitchers, the last time they faced each other, did not allow more than one run each before, of course, they were pulled for the bullpens. And both these pitchers, their ERAs are under two. And uh, McClanahan, he's only allowed two or less runs in 11 of his last 12 starts. So this is going to be a really an excellent pitching matchup tonight. Uh, with the Yankees and the Rays. Again, we'll keep you posted on that matchup um, in regard to uh, the statistics and, 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 of course, all the highlights and the stats that are coming down throughout the next three hours. And then, of course, for the Mets, they're taking on the Brewers. Peterson pitching for the Mets. Uh, Burns pitching for the Brewers as well. So you've got the Mets in action, the Yankees in action. I'll keep you posted there. Puck drops for Stan- uh, the uh, Stanley Cup Game 1 at 8 o'clock keep you posted there we've got the u.s open starting tomorrow morning it is our third major of the season some of the biggest names and a lot of them coming off that live tournament over there in london making the trip back here to the states to play because uh, the folks the men and women who run the u.s open said okay well those who participated in that live tournament you can still play in the u.s open so that's going to be interesting and then of course game six of the nba tomorrow night and uh, you'll be able to listen to that right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, this is a Golden State Warriors team that now has won two straight. How about, let's marinate in this for a minute. The fact that they were able to win with Steph Curry having an off night and going 0 for 9 from downtown and still able to win, now have a significant one-game lead on the series. They can close it out in Beantown tomorrow night. They smell blood in the water Do you think that the Golden State Warriors can close it out tomorrow in Boston? We'll dive into that. We've got Nick Friedel who's going to be joining us. Also, great article with Bobby Marks on ESPN uh, talking about the future for the Knicks. He's going to be joining us at 8.30. So we're going to get to a lot. The fact that everybody stepped up, Wiggs, JP, you know, Clay hit some big shots. Draymond found his, his, his life and his spirit, the way he impacts the game, could withstand going 9 for 40 as the team and me 0 for 9 and still come away with the win. So obviously track record says I'll shoot the ball better next game and uh, looking forward to uh, that bounce back. It's uh, Steph Curry talking about uh, his previous game. Just marinating this for a minute. Um, the fact that the Golden State Warriors won with Curry going 0-9 from downtown um, is, is, is pretty, pretty damn significant. Um, you know, I, like, you know, players have an off night. 
but what was what was the line guys i think it was like what 288 straight games or something like that some ridiculous number that that curry has uh has had has drained three like at least has had like, at least one three pointer in a game i think it was like 234 233 or something like that uh and it was kind of i mean it's just uh, still i, I mean still it's just kind of it's, it's just number. yeah I mean, it's just ridiculous. Great, it's ridiculous. For the greatest three point, yeah, two hundred thirty three games without uh, made three. There you go. Which is uh, um, for a guy who's the greatest shooter ever to have that one game without it. But also, uh, his bounce back games from uh, not making threes are also uh, pretty historic. If I do say so myself. Well, I'm I'm ex- I'm expecting him to go off. Uh, Draymond Green spoke to the media. Um, just post game and said that um, and said that Curry was quote unquote livid, so um, so I do expect him to go off tomorrow night. So where does it stand right now? Again, the series uh, Golden State is up three uh, two. They can close it out tomorrow in Boston. You'll be able to listen to that game right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Nick Verdell is going to uh, be joining us at the top of the hour at eight o'clock. Uh, to break it down, he's in Boston. Also, Bobby Marks is going to join us on the show, coming your way at eight thirty, and um, talking about the Knicks. He's got uh, an, a little, little less than an hour. He's got a great column out right now. He, he pretty much. I'm curious how much time he spent on this. He pretty much broke down each and every NBA game, in NBA team, in regard to what they're going to have to do in the postseason to get better. And uh, really, really great analysis, in depth. Um, analysis in regard to this Knicks team, you know, like in regard to, as we know, they're, they've got pick number 11 in the draft. What are they going to do with Julius Randle? Are they going to pay pay that man his money? Are they going to pay Mitchell Robinson? Um, are they going to build this team around R.J. Barrett? Uh, on and on and on. So, so much to get into with Bobby Marks because as we know, once the NBA championship is over, which very well it could happen tomorrow, I'm anticipating it to happen tomorrow, um, then, you know, all the attention turns to what a number of these teams are going to do in the postseason. And, uh, and obviously, um, you know, everybody here, obviously, uh, you know, uh, all eyes on what the Knicks are going to do because I, the year prior to this year looked, sound, looked really promising, did it not? I mean, this was a Knicks team, as we know. They made it to the postseason, hosted the first round against Atlanta, Granted, I know a lot of people, you know, blame Julius Randle, a very subpar uh, postseason performance, uh, but I, I think it's it's more than just not more than just that. I think I think the moves and the decisions of some of the players that the organization brought in um, were uh, were a mistake, uh, not a great fit. And so, what do they do now to only get better? So I'm excited to get Bobby Marks on the program with us in about an hour at uh, at eight thirty. Um, 800-919-3776 is the phone number you want to jump on board. Let's talk some NBA, getting you ready for the game tomorrow now. So where does it stand? The Warriors, um, again, in Boston. Boston is favored by four. I want to say that line is kind of teetering around four, three and a half. I do like the Warriors getting the points. I also love the Warriors on the money line. Again, this is a Celtics team. Uh, they lost two straight, and that, that really was the big key, right, coming into the series and and throughout the postseason, this was a war. This was a goal, this was a Boston Celtics team. They didn't lose two in a row. It just didn't happen. And uh, and even with Curry going 0 and 9 from downtown, they still lost. So where does it stand right now? As we know, they're one game away. I think they smell the blood in the water. They need to close this out. 
Also, interesting stat here. Teams that win game five, like the Golden State Warriors did, win the series 73%. 73%. Marinate in that for a minute. That's a, that's a, really, that's a pretty significant percentage. So, as we know, this is a, a tall hill to climb for this Boston Celtics team uh, to win at home and then go back on the road and go way out west, again, back out to San Francisco. A part of me also wonders, and, and curious to get your take on this, 800-919-3776, like, do you feel like there's just, like, no more gas in the tank for this Boston Celtics team? You know, that series against the Bucks went the distance, right? Um, the series against... Miami went the distance. And then now uh, being in this matchup, I want to say this, this, this last game, game, uh, game five, um, I want to say was their fourth cross-country road game out of six. Their fourth cross-country road game out of six. I, you know, I don't know about you. I don't know how much, you know, y- you travel, but traveling gets to me. You know, first of all, it takes me a minute once I get out to the left coast to kind of like get into that rhythm and, and, and feel normal in regard to like the clock. And of course the, the, the three hours back and then getting back home and the three hours forward and to be in the mix of that, as long as the Boston Celtics have been, I just think that that's, that's playing a role here. I think a lot of us are a lot, a lot of analysts are underestimating that, uh, on top of that, you know, do they have an answer for, for Wiggins? I don't think they do. And here's another thing. Wiggins to win the MVP, folks, is 14 to 1. Okay? 14 to 1 for Wiggins to win the MVP. Th- this series started feeling different. The Golden State Warriors, with all due respect to Steph Curry, and, and he's favored to win the MVP, okay? And he, he you know, the, the previous championships, uh, you know, he did not win. Guadala won, KD won. So is he deserving? Most definitely, okay? But if we're talking about this series, we're talking about the NBA championship, Wiggins has to have consideration. He has to. This series changed the feel, the vibe, the tone, and the fact that the Golden State Warriors won the last two games and now they are up with a chance to close this out tomorrow night in Boston has everything to do with Wiggins. Everything to do with Wiggins, okay? Last, this, this past game, 26 points, 13 rebounds. Previous game, 17 points, 16 rebounds, okay? And, and again, for him to win the MVP is 14 to 1. So I'm just saying, if the Golden State Warriors come out tomorrow and let's just say Curry is struggling, which I don't anticipate him to do. I don't anticipate Curry to struggle. I really don't. I think he's going to come out, and I think he's going to ball. I think he's going to be a man-possessed. I think he's just going to – I wouldn't be surprised if he walks away with 42, 45 points. Like, that's the kind of night I expect Curry to have. But I'm just throwing it out here. Just if he does struggle again, and and this is a, a Boston Celtics team that has no answer for Wiggins, and he goes off 25 points, you know, he does another double-double, 25 points, 12, 13, 14 rebounds, and they win, there has to, there has to be consideration for Wiggins to win the MVP. And at 14-1, to 1, I'm just saying, I would throw a little coin on it right now. I would throw a little coin on it right now. 
Draymond Green, I think this is a funny story. Not sure. If, did, guys, did you hear this? Draymond Green's mom went to Twitter, was out there saying, "My, I don't know what's going on with my son. Yes, he, she he criticized sucked. her he's, own son. It was hilarious. He's <laughs> like, that's not my uh, son. That's not my son playing because he was missing all these yeah, baskets. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know if you've I'm, also I'm, seen these videos on Twitter about him like uh, on warm-ups and he keeps missing like his shots. It's hilarious. So he's like, okay, he made like one out of five or one out of ten or something like that. He's just been awful. Um, <laughs> you know, did that light a fire under Draymond Green's behind? Uh, it sure did because he was able to score. He was able to score more than two points. Uh, his stat line was eight, eight, uh, eight points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. Um, close to a triple double, but nonetheless, uh, good for mom. And let's give credit where credit's due with Steve Kerr. How he's utilizing. Draymond Green, Looney, and Porter defensively. I know Draymond doesn't like the fact that he's playing less minutes, but Looney has just been a beast with those offensive rebounds and the way that they're utilizing Porter as well. You've got to give credit for Kerr, how he's utilizing, how he's like, you know, um, manipulating and, 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 you know, who's getting time, who's in, what have you, has been tremendous. So a number of reasons why I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win tomorrow. As for the Boston Celtics, Tatum only shooting 37%, and, uh, and he's just turning the ball over. Again, I wonder, um, you know, one, yes, I know it's his, I know it's his technique. He, he passes the ball a lot on one foot. Um, it was a great breakdown on ESPN earlier today. But also, again, I, I do believe fatigue is affecting this, this team. How could it not, based on the postseason of, of what they've had to go through in, in, in a number of the series that went the distance? And you got to keep an eye on what, what, what is the status of Robert Williams tomorrow. The last three games, he's played over 25 minutes. That's not how the Boston Celtics have been handling his knee injury. It's been... 29, 30 minutes, and then the next game, it's 12, 15 minutes. And then he comes back and he plays another 25, 30 minutes. The next game, it's 12, 14, 15 minutes. That has not been the case. So, you know, how, how is Robert Williams, how's his knee? How is it going to respond? Having, what, another game, a fourth game where he's playing 30 minutes? I just don't see it, guys. I don't see it. Tell me I'm wrong. And Yankees up on the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, 4-1. <laughs> Higgy blew my bet out of the water. Uh, are you guys watching the game back in the studio? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, so w- did you think about me when he hit that three-run home run? I and, did not uh, made that- it? I did not know that you had uh, that bet, so I did. What not. do you mean? I, I do you not listen to the show? You no, produce the show, I was, I was Brian. Do you not Yankee listen to the game. show? I, we opened up the show. I said one of my favorite bets tonight is we've got a great pitching duel here between the Rays and uh, and and that nasty um, nasty Nestor nasty Nestor, and uh, I, I had under three and a half runs in the first yeah. five innings. Yeah, once I actually what the interview just finished and I looked up and I saw what happened. I just put my head down and waited for you to answer because <laughs> really, really, because you know, the last time I worked with you, uh, I think you had the under two and a half with Noah Syndergaard. And you can't do this with the Yankees. That didn't go too well. So I just don't know. I, I, I wasn't confident, I guess. <laughs> you weren't confident in my bet. Well, I <laughs> Not lost. At all. So there you go. Uh, so anyway, the, the, uh, the Yankees are up four one right now, bottom of the sixth. 
Uh, and uh, the squirrel hit a home run. McNeil for the Mets. So they're still down to Milwaukee 4-1, but at least they're on the board. Top of the fourth, bases loaded by the, I'm sorry, top of the fifth, bases loaded in that game. And right now, uh, Colorado up on uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 2-1. So three goals already in the first period. You've got four minutes left in the first period. I told you my favorite bet here was over six goals in this game. So the fact that uh, there's uh, three goals that have been scored now in the first period, that is looking good. We just had Bobby Marks on. Uh, Again, I I can't stress to you enough how great, how in-depth and how great this article is on ESPN.com. Go to the NBA he did, he did this for all of the teams in the NBA, but of course I wanted to get him on to talk about the Knicks. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Michael in Manhattan. Michael, you're up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just said Bobby Marks on, and you said he wrote this great article, but then he comes up with the pessimism. You know, there's not a deal to be made. The Knicks are in a holding pattern. What is that? They're not in a holding pattern. What the Knicks need to do is make the boldest move they can possibly make, get out of their comfort zone. Okay, that's what it's going to take. And if they don't do that, don't show up to the garden. They've disgraced the legacy of the Busher Reed and Frazier. Okay, so we all know that. Um, and so that's, they're not in a holding pattern. Go do something. You need to scout. You need to find some, something. Okay, other teams do it. The Knicks need to do it. That's number one. And then uh, on the NBA playoffs, you know, I can't, I can't really get into it. I can't get into Steph Curry running around going 0 for 9. Um, and Stephen A. Smith said something today. Steph Curry is more of an all-timer than Wilt Chamberlain. That's absurd. Okay, Wilt could be the finest, the best player ever because of his skills and his his, you know, eight to 10 year run. I mean, it's, Steph Curry is not that, that person. Okay. He's not a top 20 all time. Is he, for example, is he better than Julius Irving was? He's, he's going to, he's going to be, he's going to go down as the best shooter in NBA so history. He doesn't play D. He doesn't play D. He, he does play defense. I, I think, I think, I think a lot of people underestimate his defensive ability. Has he led a team to a championship? Yes, he has led a team to a championship. Which one? Which which team was that? What are you talking about? The Golden State Warriors have won championships with him on it before. Kevin Durant led the team. Kevin Durant led that team. Kevin Durant got the the MVP, but it doesn't – you still think that team would have won? Oh, look at this. Colorado just scored again against Valis um, I can never pronounce his name Vasilevsky. properly. There you go, Vasilevsky. There you go. Uh, so now you've got Colorado up 3-1. Um, Michael, appreciate your phone call. Uh, with all due respect, I agree to disagree. I just yeah, had a former NBA executive on breaking down realistically. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure Knicks fans didn't want to hear what Bobby had to say, um, but went into, it went into detail as to why the, why the Knicks are in a holding pattern. Um, so with all due respect, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to listen to and believe more on Bobby Mark and the fact that he's a former executive knowing how these teams operate. And again, with all due respect, uh, Curry is, is definitely a top five basketball player and, and will go down in the history of the NBA as hands down the best shooter and uh, in, in the NBA to correct him. He actually, Curry did lead 
the ch- a team to a championship that year that Iguodala won. I mean, yeah. So KD, KD won one MVP. Iguodala won the other. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what that guy was talking about, but Steph has led to a team to a championship. He also has been a part of a championship team and a major part of that team. So uh, that was a little outrageous to me. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a, there was a little anger there. I don't know where that was coming from. Let's go to Elijah in Long Island. Elijah, welcome in. Hey. Hey, what's up? Hi. Can you hear me? I can, Elijah. Everybody can hear you. You're on the radio. Oh, oh. <laughs> awesome. Um, so uh, I wanted to know if you were serious about Wiggins uh, being uh, the MVP. Uh, this yes, I'm, yes, I'm, yes, I'm serious. Why, why wouldn't I be serious? Versus Stefan being the MVP? Okay, and, and, here's, and here's why. Because we're talking about the MVP of this series, not the entire I, postseason. You, under, you understand that? It's precisely. this series, yeah. right? It's this series. What, why have the Golden State Warriors won the last two games? Why? Well, because because of Wiggins' uh, effort, absolutely right. I totally right. Agree. So, so, so the last two games, Wiggins puts up double double. He's contributing both on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, he's crashing the boards. That has been the biggest difference as to why they've won. They're getting the offensive rebounds that are equating into points, taking away from Boston. So. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 all I'm saying, like, listen, do I think Steph Curry's going to win? I do. I had Nick Friedel on. He even I mean, said it. Without him, my, my point here, him. Elijah, is if, if, if tomorrow night Curry struggles again and Wiggins goes off and has a num, a num, another double-double where he puts up 25 points, 12, 13 rebounds, and the Golden State Warriors win – I think it's I think it's worthy of a conversation in a room amongst writers, Elijah. Don't you? Yeah, I mean yes, but then again, no, because um, without what? Steph Curry, they don't win at all. They don't they don't win the series at all without Steph Curry. You get what I'm saying? Like, but do but do you think they win the series without Wiggins? Do you think because Draymond's Green, you're you're lucky if Draymond Green scores more than two points. Paul's been off and on. Clay's been off and on. Do you think they win the series without Wiggins, Elijah? I don't. I mean, without without Wiggins' defense, no, uh, I don't. I don't think they win without Wiggins' defense. So, so again, but and I, Elijah, I, I appreciate I, the phone call. I appreciate the phone call. My, my point is, I think it's worthy of a conversation. It, it, again, if tomorrow goes in the same fashion as we've seen the last two games, because the only reason why. The, the Golden State War, well, I shouldn't say the only reason because um, the game prior, of course, to, to Curry going 0-9, he put up 43 points when he allegedly had a foot injury. Yeah, uh, hook, line, and sinker right here. I, 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 I was bamboozled. We want to continue with this conversation uh, because uh, it's definitely getting a lot of buzz. Is it, is it, cra- is it crazy? Is it insane for me to think that possibly, maybe, somebody other than... Steph Curry, who's not like a big name, actually, and and Jacob, you you pointed it out. I mean, it's not like you know Iguodala. I loved Iguodala in that series, by the way. I, you know, I I do be I do believe it was very deserving, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He was just a man possessed uh, in that series. But I, you could even argue that Steph Curry could have won it that series, just because they said. 
Delavadova was a Steph Curry stopper, but he didn't really stop him. Um, Steph Curry scored kind of what he wanted to in that series also, but on the flip side, Iguodala, quote-unquote, limited LeBron to 35 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. So I don't know if you can really validate that one for Iguodala, but I would say that Steph Curry has been the most outstanding player in this series also. Um, He's averaged well above uh, 35 while shooting 50% 50% from the field and 49% from three, which is kind of outrageous, even with the bad shooting night he had the other night. So uh, I think even if Wiggins does outscore Steph Curry the next game, whether Steph hits probably about like 25 points, I think he'll still be MVP. Um, Here's what I think. I think Steph is going to win the MVP. Okay, I do believe Steph is going to win the MVP, but because I think Steph is going to go off tomorrow night, I, I see Steph having like another like 40, 45 oh, point absolutely. game. Oh, absolutely, I agree with you. I think he's going to go off. Okay, so so I do I do believe Curry's going to win the MVP, but if he has another off night and Wiggins comes in and is lights out. And, and and this team wins in Boston because Wiggins has another double double and you know is you know making these clutch shots and uh, you know steals and in all this. Again, I just think it's worthy of a conversation in a room against with, with media who are voting. I just think it's worthy of a conversation. That's all I'm saying. If if now this is this is a uh, a Golden State Warriors team that goes three and zero against a Boston Celtics team that does not lose games back-to-back, let alone now, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, they lose tomorrow, they go 3-0, and and it's because of Wiggins and Curry's has struggled two of the three. All I'm saying is, I think it's worth a conversation. Let's go to Dylan in Glen Cove. Dylan, you're up. Welcome in. Hey, how you doing? I don't understand. Everyone's calling in right now saying Steph Curry's not that good. He doesn't deserve it. Are these guys watching basketball? He is putting this team on his back. I get it. He had a bad game. You can look at anybody that's ever played. They've had a bad game. But this guy's putting the team on his back. They're the reason why they are where they are. And it's frustrating to hear these bozos, sorry, um, call in and just disrespect this guy. And for the top ten, Ah, who cares if he's not top ten? But he did change the game to the point where this is all I listen to. I listen to ESPN radio. The biggest conversation is, oh, is a three-point, is it ruining the game? He's the reason why it's like that. So I want to say have a great night. I love the show. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Appreciate it. Um, you know, it's I, I don't know if folks know this. Um, when, when Curry was coming out of uh, high school, um, he was given a scholarship to Towson University, okay? Um, and at that point in time, I was living in Baltimore. And so Towson University is located in, 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 in ba- right outside of Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. not that far. So, oh, are you from there, Jacob? How do you know about Towson University? Well, uh, I have family that went to Towson and also uh, Morgan State. Oh, okay. So uh, okay. They're, they're not that far from each other. Right. So, um, so Curry was given a scholarship to Towson University. And in the 11th hour, it was withdrawn. And a big reason why is they just, they felt like he was too small coming out of high school and that he would just, he would just get destroyed in the paint. 
and that he wouldn't be able to last an entire in college basketball season. So now Curry's like, what am I going to like? He, like he couldn't get a scholarship anymore. And and all of a sudden Davidson came to the table and was just like, here, come. So, you know, I I just. <laughs> and and I, I'm trying to remember. I was in Baltimore. I was hosting Sports Talk Radio. My my afternoon drive show was was televised, um, and I had and I can't re- for the life of me I can't remember who the head coach was of of Towson University, but he was a, like a really well known coach because Towson at that time was was quite good, and um, and he said he told me he said biggest regret in life. Biggest regret in life was withdrawing the, uh, the the scholarship that they had offered um, Steph Curry. And so uh, in the 11th hour, that's when he decided to go to Davidson. Uh, and and there, so there was, and, and, and he didn't have a lot of options. There weren't a lot of, you know, it's not like Duke and UNC and Villanova and all these teams like Gonzaga. Like he didn't have a, like there wasn't like all these teams that were coming after him. Was there it just wasn't. Was it a Pat Scary? I could no, mm. no, 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 no. No, that wasn't. If if you go if you if you go to Google and you look and see a list of Towson University head uh, college basketball head coaches, you tell me the name. It, it'll it'll ring a bell. I'll tell you that's him. Uh, let's go to Keith in Westfield. Keith, you're up. A B A, all about Anita. Anita, let's be a little selfish. Let me hear about the golf game. Let's switch some gears. How you hitting them? <laughs> what? <laughs> Switch some gears. How are you hitting the golf ball, Mama? Um, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it really well this season. My last outing out at Rivervale Country Club, I'd I'd like to forget, but um, I'm going out to Saxon Woods tomorrow, so uh, I'm excited to tee it up out there. I haven't played out there yet, so um, ho- hopefully, hopefully, I'll get back to uh, the form that I had when I started the season. Where do you play, Keith? Uh, I play out of Forest Hill in Bloomfield, but you and I crossed paths in Manhattan Woods a couple of times. Oh, gosh. I love Manhattan Woods. Oh, it's so nice. Such a great track. You, uh, oh, it's, you so, a, uh, it's, so, it's so great. You had someone who was a Penn State golfer who absolutely crushed the ball. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's, that's Kate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Kate. Um, she's a member at Upper Montclair Country Club. Yeah, former Penn State player. She plays from the Blues, and she outdrives the men. She's a scratch golfer. She's she's pretty she's pretty fantastic. And Lindsay Barr is a a member of at that track as well. So, um, how's your game, Keith? You calling in to find out about oh, my uh, game? How's your game, dude? Yeah, it's it's not it's not as good as it was last year. You know, COVID with uh, not going to work as much as it was. You know, not getting out there as much as I am. I was a six now. I'm about a eight ish right now. So I'm I'm hurting. I'm hurting, Anita, big time. Listen, Keith, appreciate the phone call. People would die to be an eight. People would die to be an eight. I want to say I want to say I'm a, I'm a thirteen. I think I'm a thirteen point seven index. I think that's what I am right now. I haven't, I, I need, I, I don't know about everybody else, but like I, I need to enter some scores. It's really what I need to do. Uh, let's go to John in Jersey. John, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how you doing tonight? I'm great. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I was just thinking about Curry's legacy. And then you go back to the original game of uh, Ilga Dalla, who got uh, MVP 
you know, that year, that season, how did he get that over Curry, you know? Curry led the team that whole time. How did how did he receive that? So I'm just going with that whole concept is if Curry doesn't step up tomorrow night, Wiggins is going to get it. Yeah, John, like, John, I'm like, I'm like, I'm with you and I appreciate the phone call. I don't hate, I don't hate Curry. I love Curry. I think he's great. And like big picture, like big, like serious, like post season wise, hands down, Curry deserves the MVP of the postseason. But if we're talking about the MVP of this game and if Curry doesn't deliver tomorrow night, and Wiggins puts up another double-double, and he dominates the boards, and he puts up 25 points, and and Golden State wins. It has to have there like there has to be a conversation, and I want to be in the room when it happens. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.